Uh, welcome back to the fourth and final uh, interview we have this fine Friday night. Uh, uh, we are joined by Mr. Ramon Mejia for the fourth interview of the night. Uh, I'm John McKellar of the Glasgow Comets and one half of the baseball podcast, Ball Caps and Bagpipes. We cover Scottish baseball week to week when there is a baseball season to cover. Um, but right now we are part of the amazing uh, NLBMR uh, fundraiser event uh, to raise funds for the Negro League Baseball Museum. Um, so this is uh, this has been a long night so far. It's been a full plate, uh, but we're really excited to speak with, uh, with Mr. Mejia here. Uh, before we introduce Ramon, here's my co-host, Jason Dare. I'm the other person. I'm Jason Dare. I'm former Baseball Scotland president and Baseball Scotland Hall of Famer. And uh, thanks to everyone for watching the Meet the Artist series. We're having an absolute blast talking to everybody, and I'm excited about our guest tonight. Ramon, introduce yourself. Uh, thank you for having me, guys. Yeah, I'm Ramon Mejia from New York. Uh, I'm an artist, illustrator, graphic artist. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm doing this great fundraiser for the Negro League Museum. Uh, and I'm just happy to be here and uh, excited to see what the future holds after this. So, Ramon, uh, we always like to start off with... Uh a bit about your baseball background. Uh, so you grew up in New York. Uh, what club do you follow? Uh, did you grow up playing baseball? And if so, to what level and what positions did you play? I, uh, I'm a diehard Mets fan, and uh, I played baseball uh, in college. Um, uh, less than a year, I, I, I played shortstop. And um, I stopped playing because I had to leave school because of the, uh, the finances weren't there. Mm -hmm. And so... I could have continued to play, but I, I decided to become an ocean lifeguard. So, and I did that for 18 years. So that, nice. that kind of like, I got obsessed with it and it was just a great calling for me. <laughs> so um, I continued to play here and there in, in like yeah. summer leagues, but I, yeah. I, I just, you know, I was happy where I was at. So, but I've cool. always, I love sports, <laughs> you know? Yeah. God, uh, lifeguard, we're, we've got them on for the wrong series here. I think you'd probably have a hell of a lot of stories <laughs> being an action lifeguard. <laughs> um, yeah, I've got a few stories. <laughs> okay. We're definitely going to listen to one or two of them. We had to hear one or two of them, so. Uh, goodness. Uh, I mean, it, it, it was, uh, being a lifeguard was life-changing. Um mm -hmm. You know, I, I was I was a baseball player out of college, and I was you know I trained six months to try to get on the beach, and they're 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 very um, like a paramilitary organization, so it's really physically demanding. Mm -hmm. So it, I, I'll never forget the first day. There's sixty of us trying out, and there's like twenty spots, and here I am. I'm like, yeah, I, I played baseball in college. I'm a good athlete, you know. <laughs> and they and for a warm up we warmed up in the morning by running five miles and I'm a good runner. <laughs> I was a good runner and people were dropping out, dropping out, dropping out. I'm like, man, these guys are just not in shape. They can't run five miles, but we stopped running five miles. They gave us like five minute break and then they made us swim a mile in the ocean. So, you know, you, in, in the ocean, you swim out 200 yards, you swim to a buoy and you swim across and then back in. Well, as I get, to the first buoy, every muscle in both of my legs cramp up. So I'm like shark bait. Mm. I can't even move. So I get pulled out of the water by the lifeguards. You know, I'm cramping up. I'm just in so much pain. And 
I'm looking for, you know, someone to help me. And, and, and the first, my drill instructor goes, okay, you ready to quit? No, no one cares that I played baseball. They mm -hmm. were just like, either you can do their job or you go home. Mm -hmm. So that was like very humbling, but it, it was an amazing experience. It made me a better person in every way. And I, you know, it, it's a lifeguard for life. You know, we're, we're, we love the yeah. beach, <laughs> you know? You know, I feel, I, I feel bittersweet about this because it feels like Baywatch has lied to me all these years. <laughs> 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 and then it's not all running around in slow motion and admiring females. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I'm not going to say they weren't females. But <laughs> I'm not going to say that. But you know, we we were all business professionals. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. So were you at a particular beach or did you move around or how's it all work? Um, I was part of a corps that had a hundred and seventy lifeguards and we were five miles of beach. So every week we'd every week we would move around to a different station. Right. You okay. know, so it was never the same beach. We were always moving around with someone new, different crowd, different type of uh ocean environment with you know bigger waves smaller waves a bigger crowd a crowd that doesn't know how to swim too well so it was really diverse so it was it was it kept you on your toes you know so, so did you, yeah it, it was great did you find that that in a way substituted for being on a baseball team then being part of that core um and yes. obviously traveling around as you would as a, as a baseball player yes it, it it fed my athletic my need for athletics for competing um, cause you know, that, that community is very alpha, mm -hmm. very cocky people. So we were always trying to compete with each other. Oh, you're too slow. You, 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 you know, not fast enough. You're not strong enough. Your tan isn't dark enough. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, it, it, you know, it was a good team that I was around and we all pushed each other to do better. And yeah, it, it really, cause I don't, I, you know, I'm 10 years removed from it. I'm 46 years old. So, and I, and I, I still train like it's my job, you know, I'm, I go for my runs and I train really hard. So, you know, I need that level of competitiveness. I, I need to train. I just love to do it. So, so yeah, I, I don't know where I'd be without any kind of competition of any kind, you know, that's just so, the way we are. That's the way I am. <laughs> so I'm curious about this. Cause obviously you, you moved in the running, you've mastered the swimming. So when does the cycling come in? I mean, when, what part are you a triathlete? The cycling, well, it's just natural progression. Everyone's, you know, everyone becomes a triathlete. <laughs> you know, yeah. everyone, oh, you got to push harder. Got to try a triathlon, you know? So I, I tried it. It hurt. Um, <laughs> I hurt a lot. I, and, I, I, I can understand. I did a mini one. So I, and that was enough for me. Like, so if you guys actually do a real one, it's yeah. like, you know, my hat tip to you like that is yeah. tough work you know i have a lot of friends that do the the one in hawaii and i could never you know that's, that's beyond any kind of time that i want to put into <laughs> you know yeah yeah so but it you know now it's about staying healthy and being able to do it if i had to that's what i tell myself you know i'm, I'm ready to play ball if i wanted to if someone asked me let's go play ball i, I can do it yeah. i'm like yeah, I don't like not being ready. <laughs> and if you're happy to be chilling on the beach and someone happens to fall in or someone around, you're always ready to whip oh, the top yeah. off and jump in. Yeah, you know, I, <laughs> I, you know my fiance and I, we, we go to, to the south and we go to the beach and I'm always, I, 
I'm always watching the water. And I'm like, oh, that person might be in trouble. Let me go ask them. I'll go out in the water. <laughs> Make sure they're okay. Yeah, you're, you're good. All right. Back in. You know? <laughs> of, course you, of course, you have to run down in slow motion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, to get back to baseball then, uh, you mentioned being a Mets fan. Growing up, do you have any particularly strong memories or favorite games uh, from your time watching the Mets? The, the 1986 team. I literally watched all 162 games. I was 12 years old. I watched every game and I, man, it, it was great. I, I almost, you know, I thought they were going to lose it and it was just a roller coaster of emotions. And then uh, the 1988 team, which should have won the World Series, but thank you to Oral Hershiser for blowing that, I, <laughs> that idea right out of the water. And um, so, yeah, I have great memories of the, of the 80s, late 80s Mets. And then ever since then, um, you know, the team hasn't been doing too well. I mean, we had in 2015 a good chance, but, you know. So, yeah, I, I follow them, and I bleed met blue as you're wearing a Yankee cap. Let <laughs> <laughs> me uh, – I'll, I'll turn it around. Um, so the bets have just been sold by the Will Ponds to Cohen. Do you, do you have a new optimism moving forward that things will be I, different? Absolutely. Totally new optimism. I know he's going to spend. He's got a, an ego like Steinbrenner. Yeah. So I'm hoping he, he puts puts his money where his mouth is, you know. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what it is with that team. They, they need they need uh, culture has to change there, you know. Yeah. Uh, the, the Will Ponds, you know, I mean, it's a business. It, it's, it's funny because we, I'll go to City Field and the team is terrible and they're losing. But, man, they throw a good party at City Field. Yeah. Everyone's having a great time at City Field, and you don't even have to watch the game. You know, you don't even pay attention. It's the 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 environment is so great there. So, but I want to watch my team win. <laughs> you know, I want to watch them win. It's yeah. time. It's time. I'm you tired of Yankees. So yeah. Um, it's funny you you kind of echo, you seem to be pretty much echoing the sentiments of uh, a friend. Yeah. Oh, who's that? I'm sorry, <laughs> my little runt dog. Just... <laughs> I've had both my children uh, bomb the show twice already. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's my animal um, dog. I was I was uh, just going to say you kind of echoed the sentiment there of uh, a prominent Mets fan that Jason and I know, a friend of our show, Keith Potter, the Next Guy Up podcast. He's a big Mets fan. And uh, uh -huh. I tuned into his show a couple of weeks back, and they were talking about the sale of the Mets, and it's uh, very much about the you know Cohen is uh, a guy who has the money and has the mentality of a Steinbrenner. It's almost like the Will Ponds are like Steinbrenner's sons, Hal and Hank. Yeah. You know, and the way that they've run the Yankees in recent years, and then you've got kind of Steve Cohen, who's more like the boss. Uh, and right. It's it's going to be good for the rivalry and good for the city, I think, if the Mets are at that level. Because if the Mets are at that level, then it's going to push the Yankees to go higher. And then the exactly. Mets will reach that level and it's going to make uh, New York more of an epicenter again. Uh, yeah. Whereas at the moment, it just isn't and hasn't been for quite a while. It really hasn't. And the worst was the 2000 Subway Series where they just, you know, we lost to them in the World Series. Mm -hmm. And I was younger, well, so we were going to bars to watch the game mm. and I have to sit there and, and listen to the Yankee fans just, <laughs> just it goes me crazy. That was yeah. the, the worst, the worst summer of my life. Oh, well, yeah, I, like, oh. I, 
optimism I, and then got crushed. Yeah, ideally the, the subway series and the, how, how built up it was in New York and in the media and, and, and just among baseball, it should have been a seven game epic, but it, it was a five game relatively easy kind of win for the Yankees. So yeah, it was, and it was you know, the lowest rated World Series in history because everyone hates yeah. New York. <laughs> Everybody hates New York. <laughs> Nobody watched it. Just us. Yeah. There were a couple of interesting moments, like the throwing of the bat and stuff like that. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. The claims you know, through the bat part. Yeah, Timo, um, Timo Martinez not running. Timo Perez not running hard when G, when Jeter threw him out at home. Todd Zeal hit the top of the fence and it bounced. And I'm, I'll never forget that. I'm like, run! And he's jogging, <laughs> celebrating. You're home running, gets thrown out at home. Todd Zeal, uh, Todd Zeal hit the first home run I ever saw. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, I was watching, uh, it was Yankees and Mets, uh, which is how I became a Yankees fan. I was I was 13 years old at the time, so my logic was, whoever wins, I'm just going to follow them. And the Yankees won that night. The pitching matchup was Randy Kiesler versus Glendon Rush uh, oh. at Yankee Stadium the Sunday before the 2001 All-Star game. And Todd Zeal hit a home run to right centre field, uh, which gave the Mets the lead. Uh, Jeter tied it up uh, about an inning and a half later. Uh, with a home run into the porch, though, and uh, yeah. then the Yankees kept scoring, and uh, so I almost became a fellow Met fan, but not quite. <laughs> <laughs> they they pulled you to the dark side. <laughs> exactly, yeah, I became part of the evil empire instead. <laughs> yeah. um, Jason, do you want to pick up on the art side of things, then, and then we'll come back. Uh... Well, we're going to talk about baseball cards first. So, uh, of course, yeah. I, I know you're a fan because I was looking at your feed. We happen to have that same card of that Ermsey Bob Gibson. Oh, you know, <laughs> he sent me one. Did he? I have one, yes. He's very he's a cool guy. And I was like, I love it because I have his first one, the actual, you know, the, um, the one that he did for Tops 2020. Yeah. And I was like, I need to have that. And he's like, yo, I'll send you one. <laughs> and he sent me one. So I'm wow. like, yeah. I I, I've been chatting to him for uh, off and on for a little bit here because I've been getting those, um, um, what do you call them, the, the cards, um, commanding cards. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. since I'm in Edinburgh, I'm the first person that gets them. And so I always uh -huh. share, and then he picks up on it. And uh, one day he just dropped me a message and said, how come you have these before everyone else? Is it, well, I'm in Scotland. And he's like, oh. I actually just never realized that. And so uh, he's been kind enough to donate two cards uh, for my auction. That's awesome. That's so he, awesome. He's donated uh, a Roberto Clemente and, and Sandy Koufax ones that he's done. And uh, yeah, they're like one of 25s that he's done that, that way. So, uh, but yeah, it was just cool guy. Like I, I always feel bad chatting to him because he's an artist. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. I get you uh, like, engaged to your fans, but like, we, we probably trade messages for two hours one day, and it was just awesome with him. And uh, I think his work's probably the best out of 2020. I think he's my favorite artist. Oh, yeah. I bought all of them, all his 2020 ones. You got Trout. Yeah. yeah. No, I didn't I didn't get Trout. I got the uh, the other ones. Right, yeah, I'm yeah. Not, Trout wasn't my favorite, so I didn't, you know, I'm, I'm weird like that. I have to really like it, <laughs> you know. But I bought all his other ones. Yeah. I, I saw the Trout and went, Nah, that's just too weird for me. And then that's gone on. It's just like, actually, no, that's your whole... And I started looking at him as an artist. It was like... That's his style. Yeah, and th that really kind of grew on me. And uh, I, I wish I would have bought more back when I could afford it. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Because now they're going for like, man, you know, it's amazing. 
how, how much they're going for now. Yeah, you know? I know. One day, like I said, I'll, I'll get a nice printer and I'll print out a nice one and I'll make my collection and I'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, let's say, so speaking of Tufts 2020, did you buy the Key Shore, uh, Dwight Gooden, and Joe Strawberry? I didn't see the, the, the Dwight Gooden, I did not get. Right, uh, yeah. So, Keith Shore did one, and he added Daryl Strawberry to the photo. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's that's really cool. So, I kind of thought, as a Mets fan, I was going to ask you, what was your, well, who's your favorite Met? Oh, man. I mean, I was a shortstop growing up, so Kevin Elster, uh, Hojo. Hojo, yeah. But I really, really tried to um, mimic my game towards Greg Jeffries. Greg Jeffries. Yeah, we pulled the Greg Jeffries in the pack opening. Yeah, he he was the one because I mean he was kind of my size, um, so I, I tried to mimic his stance. I remember I was you know he was a third baseman, but I was like I, I like you know switch hitter. So yeah, I, I think Greg Jeffries is my all time uh, favorite Met. Even though they treated him like crap and it made him leave to California. Yeah, yeah. I mean he had tantrums. He liked to pull tantrums and and be a, you know he was always so upset when he after he came off that breakout year in '88. They thought he was going to be the next, you know, hitting champ. And he just, you know, missed the mark, you know. But that was, you know, that's New York. <laughs> you know, they, they, exactly. if you're not they run you Yeah, they run you out of here. It's not for everyone. So so let's talk about your art. Because obviously you, you said you uh, tried out for college baseball. You did that for a year. And then going to lifeguarding. Were you uh, doing paintings and drawings on the side there? Or was it just kind of? something that sort of developed later on no i was always a doodler and a drawer um i would draw in the back of class and i get yelled at you know the teacher's like you're a great artist but you need to pay attention <laughs> you know <laughs> so uh and then i i remember going uh in high school we had to take studio art and um they made us draw hands and i drew the you know set of hands and my my teacher was like wow these are really great she's like you, you know you should go to art school I'll never forget my response to her. I was like, I'm going to play shortstop for the Mets. That was my response to it, <laughs> you know? And now what I think, I'm like, wow, she was, you know, kind of right. You know, I should have uh, right out of high school gone to art school. But I didn't, I, I floated around. I'm, I'm, I do things uh, non-traditionally. Um, you know, I tried to, I try things out. School, I get bored easily. Uh, so traditional school was really, I, I, I just, I wasn't buying it, <laughs> you know? So I didn't go back to school until I was 26 years old. Right. Yeah. And I was like, I want to be an animator. You know, I, you know, I, I looked up to Glenn Keane and uh, Andreas Deja and I was like, I want to work for Disney. So I went back to college and, and pursued my animation degree. And, um, yeah, I just started drawing and I got, you know, I was 26 years old and I just kept trying, you know, I graduated when I was 29, but I didn't do it a hundred percent. Right. You know, I would lifeguard for six months and then I'd go, you know, I was a trainer as well, personal trainer in the winter. And then I'd get like freelance jobs at animation studios here in New York. Cause back in the early to the late night late 90s early 2000s like flash animation was getting really big and we had a couple of studios so i worked at animation collective federator studios but they were like three-month jobs and 
I knew I was like, I'm going to go back to lifeguarding. So, and you can't, you can't get good at anything or get anywhere if you're going to fragment everything right. a little bit here, a little bit there. So it, it, you know, it was, uh, it was a learning experience for me. And then I realized animation wasn't for me because it's tedious. <laughs> Man, there's nothing worse than having to animate a scene for eight, nine hours and having a director go, nah, I don't like it. Let's do this over. And I was like, <laughs> deflated. And I was like, I don't think I can do this. <laughs> I, I, yeah. you know, I like making static images, you know? So. The, did you use, I'm trying to think, was Adobe? Flash. Flash, that's what it was, yes. Because I, I studied multimedia as well. And we had to do design. And I, I did stuff in Flash. And uh, I remember those big, thick discs you had store everything on <laughs> yeah I, I don't know what, what i'm going to use it for <laughs> macromedia flash i remember yes. it yeah. yes i remember studying so, a lot. yeah i mean it was a great time it was a great artist like you know there's a lot of guys from cal arts and RISD and savannah like really top tier talent so uh you know i like to surround myself with people who are better than me and everything so it makes me you know grow so yeah, I got, you know, I met some really cool guys and, but again, it's a very unstable, you know, it's tough to find work here in New York, at least. I remember uh, Fred Seibert, who, you know, you know he, he, he's like the king of Nickelodeon. He told me, he's like, well, if you want to do something in this profession, you need to move to LA. And he's right. like, not going to be here. I go to LA. You know, and I wasn't willing to do that at the time. So, but Fast forward now, I've been uh, been doing okay in the last 10 years. I, mean, I got into apparel, fashion apparel, um, drawing graphics you know, for um, Carl Banks' line, and Alyssa Milano's line, and a lot of generic lines. So it's been it's been good, but that I, I really like where I'm at now with this niche of uh, sports art. And then all of a sudden, do what you want, yeah? Yeah, I really really like what I'm, I'm doing now and I hope to grow it, you know, and, and take it as far as I can. Yeah. You know, it's a very similar story. We're hearing from a lot of the artists where you're, you're, you're going, I'm doing what I, I'm getting paid, but it's not a thing I'm passionate about. And like I said, you know, like animating something for nine hours to have someone go, nah, so that's just soul destroying. Yeah, it is. It is. You know, it, it's, but at this, at, you know, I was working for an apparel company. I was doing pretty well. You know, and I was enjoying what I was doing, literally drawing dinosaurs and trucks and all sorts of parents for boys apparel. And um, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a tough industry because at, at a moment's notice, they can, you know what, we don't have the budget anymore and you need to go. That's the reality of our, our industry as an artist, designer, whatever you want to call it. So uh, I'm, now I'm at a point where I'm like, you know what, I can, I can do this on my own and I can make something for myself and that's what i'm going to do i'm going to do something for myself i'm going to grow a, a business of my own and so i don't have to rely on someone to let me go after six months because they they feel like their budget isn't you know it, it's not what they think it is so so yeah i'm gonna i'm taking control and i'm i'm not gonna look back so when did you start doing the sports car? I know we talked about this off camera, but you know, the sports car, when did this come around? Was this an idea in your head? 
or is it just something you always want to do and try and see how it worked out? I got it. I, I got it with a company that did uh, promotional products for, for the sports industry, all the teams. That's where I designed the bobblehead and the, the sleeve. And I did a whole lot of really great projects. And I, I would tell the owner, I was like, you should do uh, sports art. Cause I know, you know, like fans will love a poster of their favorite player an illustration or a baseball card. And he would just yes me to death. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he never, you know, I never followed through with it. But then this Tops 2020 started to blow up, you know, and, and, and I was, I thought, I'm like, I have something to offer here. I can illustrate my, you know, it's unique. I'm not doing what everyone else is doing. So I just kept designing a car, uh, illustrating a car today and posting it on Instagram. I mean, every day, like, like clockwork so then the major league baseball players association noticed it and they're like we'd like to feature you on instagram and i was like oh this is great and as i told you before they posted it an hour later tops was giving me a call we want you to you know design a set for us so yeah that was that was that sparked it and then i kept getting messages from fans going are they these cars going to be printed when are they going to be printed i want one i want one and you know, Tops wasn't willing to print them out because it was a, for their app. And um, my cards were downloaded over 100,000 times in two weeks. You know, they, they were downloaded a lot. So I was like, I'm going to do this on my own. <laughs> so tell so, me about Tops. Because I'm, I'm a junk wax guy. I'm 45. You said you're 46. So we grew up together and we have those, those, those similar baseball memories. I'm guessing you probably collected cards back in the day like everyone else. And yes. And I got dragged into the baseball card collecting thing again by a friend who, who does breaks and he's done the stuff up here in Scotland. He's like, I need someone to be my old school guy. You have cards. Let's do this together. And uh -huh. so now, but I mean, like Top Story 20 is awesome. I absolutely I love everything that's being produced. Some of it is just out there, but, um, but yeah. the Top's digital, I keep getting adverts for it. And I'm like, I, I don't want digital and I don't see why you'd want a digital version of thing. A baseball right. card is something I can, you know, stick in my sleeve. I might look, look at it for 20 years, but yeah. I still want that in hand. Right. Well, the Tops Digital is an app. It's cool. Uh, I mean, you can have, a, you know, a thousand cards in your app. They're saved. You can trade them. I mean, people are, you know, uh, are really into it. You have to buy buy uh, coins you got to buy coins to to purchase the cards so it's like a game you know so it, it, it it's cool but yes me personally i want a physical card so i'm I, it's doing pretty well but i don't think those cards will ever be printed for for uh yeah they're just gonna they're just gonna have uh, the digital so that's why i was like i want my cards printed so because i want a, a physical copy of it yeah, I mean, like the, uh, Matthew Lee Rosen was describing his bubblegum art, and he was just saying, like, you know, he was buying packs and just opening them up, and that smell of gum, and you know, that's yeah. just the nostalgia there. So the, the powder. Yeah, exactly. And and I've already sampled a couple packs of the gum here, so we're not gonna do that again. But you know, it was. I totally agree with that. Like, I, I want to look at it in hand. I want to read the stats in the back, and so yeah. You know, Looking at my phone, I was like, I, I, don't I want it in a plastic case. Yes, exactly. I want to be able to hold it and put it 
and collect them. You know, that's 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 so what I want. Let's talk about what you have printed out because you've got a couple of different series here. You've got various ones there, but you've got like uh, uh, you've got different names from like the hitter with Tony Gwynn. I'm pretty excited about that. Tony Gwynn's my man. Um, yeah. Were you trying to create series for people, or were you just taking people that you uh, enjoyed as uh, growing up? Because um, I'm seeing a lot of like George Crett and stuff like that. I'm doing uh, retired Hall of Famers. Right. Um, you know, I have something in the works, but I can't talk about it now. What? <laughs> so, you know, if this was next week, maybe I can, you know, I would like to tell you guys, but I'll let you guys know if everything works out and it looks like it is going to work out. So, awesome. yeah. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm working on a uh, Hall of Famers to, to, to release to everyone. So, but, um, so yeah, you know, I don't want to get in trouble by Major League Baseball by doing their current because I have, I printed out a, a Tatis Jr. And a friend of mine who knows his agent is told me that he's getting upset that people are, you know, selling with his name on it. Right. And I don't want, and I was, I don't want to set him just in case I, you know, down the line. So I was like, pulled back on doing current players you know i want to do it the right way so i'm not i'm not going to be doing doing any current players right now but retired uh players that's that's what i'm gonna the direction i'm going in at this point with these cards that's pretty cool like I, said, I think it's awesome I'm, I'm looking at it right now i really enjoy your work and uh, uh thanks the nicknames on there and yeah. the man of steel the hitman the big unit dr k um you got a couple of modern players on there. Uh, you got a judge there for, for uh, uh, somebody who's asleep. Yeah. <laughs> um, but would, how would you describe your style of work? Um, the cards. Let's talk about the cards. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm, my style has always been like cartoony. Um, you know, not too cartoony, but not too realistic. It's funny that I had someone send me a message uh recently he was like have you worked in animation because <laughs> your your style is very animation i was like well it's funny that you ask yes you know that's just the style i i draw in and you know I, i'm i'm being influenced right now by uh, comic artists so i want to add a little bit more detail to them make them a little more edgier right um so it's going to evolve you know the more you draw the, the you know your, your style evolves your influences change so um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm happy with the way it, they're turning out and it just kind of flows out of me. So, uh, but I think my style is unique and something that hasn't been done. So I think, you know, I should do okay. Yeah, no, I, I like it. It definitely just pop when I look at the cards there. It really does kind of stand out and I really enjoy it. Uh, I want to ask you about the bobbleheads you did for the Nets. Oh, how do you design a bobblehead? I, I like I said, I, I, I saw that. Like that's cool. Like I, bought, I, I love the old school bobbleheads. And what kind of process goes into it? Do you have to like map it out or like that? Yourself? Yeah. Well, um, my favorite was the Biggie Smalls that I did for the, for the. That took six months. Six months of back and forth, but from his team. No, we don't like his head. You gotta change his shirt. You know, maybe we. Pull, pull. So I sketch it out. I draw it out. And I send it to them, you know, all fully colored and rendered. And they come back and like, no, we don't like his head. It's too this. And it's just a back and forth, back and forth. 
and then we set we send the 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 drawing to the factories and they do a, a clay sculpture they actually sculpt it out right okay I, and then they send it back to me i tweak it in photoshop if i don't like something it's like no i need it to look like this i mean his hands smaller or his eyes a little bigger so i go in photoshop and i you know manipulate the the sculpture they sent me virtually and then it's just back and forth back and forth I color them and they have to approve them you know so uh yeah it's it's it, it those bobbleheads it's a six month process yeah it takes that a while it doesn't it doesn't have to it doesn't have to take that long but you know i i i would do it in uh zbrush 3d sculpted that's the way i would do it but you know it's i guess you know everybody has every company does things differently okay so yeah yeah but the the bobbleheads yeah i really enjoyed designing those and they were a big hit um for the fans you know when they were really biggie small so that's the one that stuck out to me i was looking at them all and i said the biggie one's awesome yeah i really i really like that one that, that one came out really i was really proud of that one it's a shame though because they only made was it ten thousand? right you know and uh, you know the first ten thousand fans get it, and then everyone's left to cry. Oh, I want one, and then, you know they sell them on eBay. But I think that if you know if, if a team wants to do it right, it should do. Everybody gets one. That would that would be cool, or at least have it available to purchase afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I miss my bobbleheads. You don't get bobbleheads out here. They, they don't show up in football stadiums here. They. I think they showed up at football stadiums and then run the pitch. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I own well, two bobbleheads. Uh, one is a Powerpuff Girls bobblehead and one is uh, uh, Buddy Christ from the, do the movie Dogma. <laughs> do they do promos in... in, uh, in, in no, it's not really. Not all, in huh? the, the fan base is so strong that they don't need to do anything, right? Uh, I, just, I just don't think it's part of the culture here. I think um, you know clubs are probably missing a trick. I think there should be more of that kind of thing, but no, you, yeah. you buy a you buy a program, you buy a scarf, you buy a pie, you buy a coffee. Uh Bob roll, yeah. Oh god, Bovro's actually horrific, man. I don't know how anyone can think it, but <laughs> always when I go to Tyne Castle to see uh Hartwood Lothian, who are my favourite football club, uh, it's uh, hot chocolate I have. Right. It's, it's chocolate chocolate flavoured hot water, really more than anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's it's completely different out here, Ramon. Like so, Bobro is like a beef flavored drink. I guess that's the best. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, yeah. I, I shit you not. That that's how yeah. they sell this thing. It, it's it, just wow. it's basically beef tea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same way. I've had like two in my life because I've attended two football matches, and everyone's like, "You gotta get like a macaroni pie, and you gotta, <laughs> yeah, wow. exactly. and you gotta get a Bobro." And I was just yeah. like, "All right." Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Went in> Rome. <laughs> really interesting here because uh i worked for Inver council of uh, sports because i did baseball scholar here and so i worked in the sports department and i had a chance to work with Inver rugby um, and they have a big 50 60 000 seat stadium that the local rugby team i think went on a good day draw like six thousand fans so it's not it's not a big thing at all you're not gonna do that and I was, I went to a match and I was like, okay, like, where's the entertainment? Like, okay, like, <laughs> where's, where, where's the food? Where can I get a burger, man? I need a burger. Like, and they're like, what are you on about? And I was like, 
what do you guys do? Like, like I don't understand the, the matches on. We queue, we queue for a piss at halftime. That's literally it. And, and, and complain about complain about the queues for the drinks and the prices. Yeah, and because they don't serve alcohol and things, I think it's changed now. I think you can start getting things now. It used to be a little more rowdy. Um, and so unless you you're can, in like the VIP boxes, there's no alcohol. Um, yeah, you can get alcohol at rugby now, I think, again, but not at football. Definitely not football. And yeah, and I, I was telling the guy, and the guy just looked at me like I was saying to you that like, he's got a third <laughs> or something like that. And I was like, where's entertainment? Like, why not get like people in like the end zones and have a drunken you know, fan base there where you just get those, apply them full of alcohol and let them yell and scream the whole time. And he's like, nah, nah. Because, Jason, we have a massive alcohol problem in this country. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, you know, I, I would go to a rugby match if I can go, okay, I get like an all-you-can-drink pass or something like that. No, I, you know, what they do for the Dodgers? The Dodgers have an all-you-need pass. All yeah. Pass. Yep. Like, <laughs> that would be a recipe for the uh, Civil War. But, you know, <laughs> I would go to something like that where there's some sort of like hospitality package that I could go or like there was a rowdy section you can go to and, uh, it, you know, just go with it. I mean, uh, I went to a, a, a Pathy and Ico's basketball game and it was everything I thought a European basketball game would be. People were throwing coins. Everyone was smoking. There, there was, there was uh, flares lit off, you know. It was awesome. A basketball game? <laughs> and a basketball game, yeah. And door. The door, yeah. Wow. Flares and door. Jesus Christ. Flares. Stay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, there is that mob mentality there. And like um, the guy I was with was like, yeah, those are the ultraviolet guys. Everyone just kind of clears their path. And it was funny because there was a good group of like 50 of them. And they would just start walking. And it was just like partying in the Red Sea. Like everyone just got out of their way because they knew that they weren't they wouldn't be there. But uh, yeah, fan experience isn't uh, on the list of things to do for any kind of European games. Right, right. Well, it's a, there's an idea there. A little business. Fan experience. Bring it. Bring it. Getting better. You'll see it with, like, the London clubs. The bigger clubs will do that there. Like, they've all built new stadiums now, and you can actually get, like, proper food. So it's kind of like that revolution of baseball stadiums in the 90s where everyone's like, I'm going to have nice stuff, eat nice food there. Whereas, you know, uh, as I'm going to Shea, Shea Stadium, I'm guessing that you got, you got a hot dog and a burger <laughs> and a beer. And that was it. That was it, yeah. With your cement seat. <laughs> you know? <laughs> what more do you need in life? Yeah, it's true. That's true. Just need, just need the game. Yeah, you yeah. Get basics. You, know, you get the nachos with, with the cheese, you know? <laughs> now, now, now people need their steaks and their, you know, uh, specialty burgers. Yeah. The one the one I want is um, what J Jacob Wright, who was the first ever guest on Ball Caps and Bagpipes, uh, when you guys were talking about uh, going to games back in the day, uh, was he talked about the, the batting helmet full of ice cream. Yes. Yeah, that I would I would like to have one of those. I don't think my cholesterol level can handle it, but like <laughs> that's that sounds like uh, a treat. Yeah, yeah, you gotta get you gotta get uh, ice cream out of the helmet at least once. There, I mean, I, yeah, definitely. I, I, I think I had a few of those, but you know, and I collected all the helmets for a while, and it was, it was classic. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was something from the games. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> but your parents just like Jason, get these helmets out of here. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, Ramon, how, how much stuff did you bring back as a kid from a, from a Mets game? I mean, you can, anything you could bring back, you brought back. Yeah, t even even last summer, I was like, ah, I spent like three hundred dollars. <laughs> 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 you know, I need a t-shirt, I need a hat, 
oh wow this toy's cool you know i just it's amazing how they just you just want to spend you know spend at the stadium cool uh so what have you produced we're gonna go late i hope you don't mind well it's for us it doesn't matter we're already up late sir uh, and I'm having a blast chatting with you. But uh, mm -hmm. what are you doing for the Negro Leagues? What are you, what are you selling to for us? I'm selling an eight and a half by 11 uh, print uh, of uh, Satchel Page in card form, but it's just larger. But my idea is I want to continue to donate to the museum. So I want to start designing cards uh, based on the Negro League players That's down awesome. the road. So I, I don't I don't intend on stopping there. I want to you know I've already spoken to Tad and the guys, so I think they're gonna let me do it. That's you know, actual baseball cards, double sided, just the way I've been doing these. So I mean, I, I hope you know there's a good response to it. You know, such a good cause. I think it is. I think especially with the community, I think it's been so positive for everyone to kind of actually reach out there and see everyone's work and, and just be amazed by what's out there before. Because uh, I, I think a lot of people are like, well, I knew a few people were out there, but now it's so much easier to find everybody and, and just be blown away with, by what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, get, I guess as I get older, like, I, I appreciate art that much more than I, when I was younger. Um, I mean, I have a library of art books and prints and you know baseball cards now I'm like I got like 15 baseball cards that I purchased you know so I'm appreciating art more and if I can buy it from a peer even better you know someone I know or that's created it oh definitely I want to you know put that on my wall or on my desk so I mean I'm going to start to support my colleagues much more now you know than, instead of buying on Amazon <laughs> So when we see you six months, you, the wall behind you is be covered in uh, everyone's artwork. Huh? Yeah, much. <laughs> I'll have a whole new office. That's my <laughs> plan too, whole new office with art everywhere, sports art. You know, it's uh, you know, it's my man cave. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. John, do you want to ask your question here? I do. Uh, before I do, um, I've got the two straight noise boys. Um, they're watching on YouTube and they've asked, uh, do you usually use images only from cards to work off of? Or do you also use other pictures that have never appeared on cards? And also uh, they followed that up by asking, how did you decide on page? How did you decide on Satchel page? Um, for the first question, I try to use uh, photos that no one has seen or no one has used right. to do a different pose. Um, right. Satchel Page, I, I chose him because um, I said this last last night at the um, at the panel mm -hmm. that he's the symbol of the Negro Leagues, and I never watched him play. I haven't even watched film on him. Everyone else I have, like Jackie Robinson and uh, um, all the other greats that came from there to play on other major leagues, uh, you know, I've seen them play. So on film. So Satchel Page, I really, I think is the symbol of the Negro Leagues and I really wanted to um, pay tribute to him uh, the most. So, you know, I tried to uh, do him right, you know, by drawing something. That's excellent, man. Uh, thank you so much. And the last question that I always like to ask each of our guests is, uh, as an American, as an artist, and as a baseball fan, what do the Negro Leagues mean to you? And how did you come to be involved with the project? Um, well, I, I got involved with the project because I saw someone posted, 
um, an advertisement that, oh, they were going to contribute to this great fundraiser. And when I saw it, I was like, I, I need to be a part of this. A, because I didn't know that there was a Negro League Museum. Mm -hmm. I had no idea that they, they had a museum. And I think that's great. And I wanted to know more about the Negro League. So again, I only knew about Satchel Paige, but I didn't know about the, the Kansas City Monarchs or any of the teams. And, I, and by the way, they have great names and, and great uniforms. <laughs> I'm a very visual guy. Uh, so I reached out to Tad and, and I said, please, you know, check out my work and uh, I would love to be part of this. And he responded pretty quickly and he was like, yeah, you can be a part of this. So that's how I got involved. And um, I think it's a great cause. Amazing. Cool. All right. So, so uh, we are going to open up a pack of cards just shortly. But before we do, Ramon, uh, would you like to plug your social media channels and website? Yes. Uh, my website is uh, RamonMejiaDesigns.com. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, Mejia underscore designs, and on Twitter at RMejiaDesigns. Excellent, man. Uh, Jason, over to you. Let's open, let's open some cards. Let's open some cards here. So uh, before we get started, I want to say thank you for your donation for my raffle. Uh, yeah, this one right here. Yep. I just need me, you just send the, the address where I need to send this to. <laughs> yeah, I will. Don't worry. Okay, that's it. So uh, I'm thrilled about that. And uh, yeah, we're definitely going to, we're going to trade for uh, okay, with the shirt. Yeah, I was going to say a baseball Scotland shirt. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel bad. Like I'm asking for stuff. I'm like, I like I have nothing. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, you're helping me enough. Letting me on your show, please. Okay. No worries. Yeah. So uh, I'm thrilled. I can't wait to see it in, in hand. Like, uh, Tony Gwynn's my man. So uh, I'm super excited. That was the one that came up. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we have seven packs of cards. You get to choose which pack to open, and then we'll discuss the players out there. If anyone you remember, so. So you'll remember 89 Donners mm -hmm. with the Griffey. 1990 score, which has the Bo Jackson where he's got the shoulder pads and that, and he's got the Frank yeah. Thomas, uh, number one draft pick in there. And so we've been opening a lot of these. These are the 91 studio cards where they're actually like in the studio where they're doing studio shots. Ah. Uh, 92 uh, Pinnacle. Where they have player cards that they of their hobbies are in there. Uh, we got '92 Donneris, which has a Cal Ripken Jr. autograph card somewhere in there. And we've got '93 Studio, which is an updated version of it, but cooler backgrounds. And we've got a modern one, Big League Baseball. So you can pick anyone you like. I'm going with the Don Ross the first. Yep. Yeah. Cool. All right, we already we opened up another pack of one, and who pulled the Griffey? Was it Herm? Herm pulled the Griffey. It was, I think, Herm. Yeah, Herm, Herm pulled the Griffey. So let's see, what we got. Um, we pulled the Bull Jackson '87 tops with Blake. That was pretty cool. So let's see what we get here. All right, we're gonna start with Jesse Orosco for the Dodgers. Jesse Orosco, '86 Mets. <laughs> <laughs> didn't he let's see he is like the all-time games pitcher isn't he could he pitch at his 46 or something like that oh yeah he was still pitching when i started watching baseball yeah. and he was about 46 years old yeah he yeah, would yeah. come in for like a like a batter and then bugger off for the night yep 
unfortunately, we don't get that anymore. No more, no more loogies. So yeah, yeah. true. All right, we got Roger Clemens again. Oh, can't say <laughs> I like boy, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rich Dodson for the Yankees. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I know the name, but I haven't seen him play it anything like that. I think you're learning all your base, your history from these baseball cards. I know we probably owe <laughs> four or five Rich Dobsons or something like that. <laughs> Mike Keith for the Tigers. Yeah, he bounced around. A's, Cardinals, Tigers. Oh, here we go. This is a key member of the Mets. Roger McDowell. Oh, goodness, you know it. <laughs> yeah. Funny enough, he went to work for the Atlanta Braves as their pitching instructor. Really. Yeah, he's a pitching instructor for the Braves. Pitching coach. Yeah. Yeah, I remember him. He was he was he was the closer there. Yeah, he was the uh he used to give him uh, hot feet. Ah yeah, hot feet. I, I miss those days of yeah, hot feet. No one done that anymore. He had a method with the gum to glue it on the he had a whole <laughs> You're gonna have to explain you're gonna have to explain whole feet to me. <laughs> yeah. So Basically, when you're in the bullpen, like you had your mm-hmm. bullpen chair, and obviously now it's a little bit better. And uh, you guys would uh, would stick gum under the bottom of someone's cleat, and you would like uh, get like a, a drinking cup or whatever you could there, and then you would light it on fire. Yeah, and then his foot would just flare up. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Yeah. I suppose you're, you're sitting in the bullpen for however like two or three hours. I suppose a lot of guys. And some of the way we ended the game, so that's 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 brilliant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's a, some baseball was, watch. <laughs> I'm just I'm just surprised they haven't heard that. I've never seen that happen in Glasgow. Oh yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it was more of like a '70s '80s thing. I think you were bored. Yeah, Mister Rodriguez, don't be getting any ideas now. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> All right, it's not Cal, but Billy Ripken. Billy Ripken. He was a good second baseman. Yeah. Tough way to look up your, your brother when he plays across the diamond for you. Yeah, yeah. And he's a legend. Mm-hmm. All right. We've got Steve Psycho Lions. Oh, my goodness. The Psycho. Pulling his That's pants. your boy. That's your boy, yeah. Jason, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. He went to Oregon State, so I'm happy. He was one of the. Oh, he did? They did. He, he was their best player. So I was going to try to walk on at Oregon State in 94. And I talked to one of the assistant coaches, and uh, you, you all know yourself playing a year of college ball. He goes, basically, I own you 16 hours a day. And I went, yeah, no. <laughs> and I was a pitcher. He goes, you know, it's like until you build your strength up and, and get to where we think you, you could possibly be, like, I'm just going to abuse your arm in the bullpen. And you're you know, batting practice to everybody. And I was like, yeah, no, that's really not selling me on the whole pitch here. <laughs> Not that I was great by any means, and there was guys far more better than I was, but you know, it was one of those things like I think I could have walked on and probably maybe made a team by junior or senior year if I tried, but um, yeah, no, uh, I was basically big commitment, yeah, big commitment. You know, what it's like it's, it's, it's a lot of hard yeah. work, yeah. So, being a sports artist, we've got Dick Prez, Diamond. nice, yeah. that's a nice, nice card, nice, nice, nice. design. I really like all these Diamond King cards. Those are always a lot of fun for me. Bo Diaz, longtime catcher for the Phillies and, and Reds. There you go. We got another guy. He's a Met. It was a Met, but 
He's a twin in this one. Frank, oh. sweet music viola. Sweet music viola, yes. He's, <laughs> he's a St. John's guy, Queens. He grew up in Queens. Ah, okay. Yeah, he went to St. John's University. Yeah, well, local. He, he pitched, he was one of the pitchers in one of the best all-time college games. It was him and somebody else, and they're throwing dueling no-hitters through 10. I can't remember who the other pitcher. Yeah. Well, that is a good trivia question, too, because that was the year St. John's went to the World Series, I think. And, yeah, he dueled it out. I just don't remember. I can't remember who. Someone, someone played. It was another pro. They definitely made the Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but yeah, it was like dueling no-hitters through 10. I think it was like a 1-0 game after 11 or something like that. And, uh, yeah, that's recorded in the best college game ever. Yeah. So, close to that. Uh, have to Google it. I'm Googling it as we speak. Boldsby uh, <laughs> of the uh, Blue Jays. Uh, let's see. Ron Darling. Ron, Ron was it? Another Met from Yale. It was 11 innings of no-hit baseball. Uh, Frank Viola eventually won the game uh, in the 11th. So... Ronnie Darling, Yale, Yale University. Yeah, 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 exactly. He's 1981. Yeah, Mark. yeah, I remember that. I remember He's still that. a Met announcer. Yes, I asked him, he still was. All right. Mark Langston for the Mariners. He was oh, all man. Langston. Wow. Yeah. He was the key component for the Randy Johnson train, although we didn't know he had. Yeah. <laughs> but you, if you could pull any card from this pack, which card would you want? If not Griffey. Yeah. Not Griffey? Not Griffey. Oh, gosh. I don't know. Uh, Sounds like we pulled something here. We have pulled something. You have? I think you're going to lose your shit when I pull this card. Oh. Who is it? That... Greg Jeffries. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is... That is fate. <laughs> That's too perfect. <laughs> I'll put wow. this in the mail for you. With, 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 yeah. yeah, but uh, I saw it. I was like, I can't believe you pulled a Greg Jeffries for him. <laughs> I follow him on Twitter. I'm gonna tag him when I get it. Yes, that's it. <laughs> that's too good. All right. Yeah, so, so we end on Vance Law, but you know, Vance we got Law. the Greg Jeffries, and that's Greg. all here so cool Ramon it's been awesome uh, me and John are definitely going to do this again another time and uh, yes a longer format and have you back on because we're having so much fun you guys are so awesome you guys keep killing it with your baseball card art and uh, yeah let's chat again soon yeah man thanks guys both of you I appreciate it I really appreciate it. you guys need any you need any art donated you let me know don't hesitate to ask Cool. Awesome, Ramon. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it's just after 20 minutes to two in the morning here, but we yeah. have had such an amazing time speaking with you tonight. Uh, you and all other three guys that spoke with, uh, again, as Jason says, we have to do this again sometime and talk more. Yeah, uh, definitely. And, uh, we need to do an entire separate episode just on lifeguard stories <laughs> 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 and pull some more cards. Could it's be been an absolute could... pleasure. Two hour movie. <laughs> two hour movie <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right, Thank Robert. you. Enjoy the rest of your day. Nice, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right.